Testing, testing. Testing, testing. We're tested. We're tested. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Um, I'm okay. I'm still sick. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't go to bed. I get really cranky. Oh. So I'm going to be like a cranky baby this one so you know what it's like. <laughs> okay. Put that in your ear because you're going to chew gum the no, whole time. No, I'm not. I yes, pro- you are. You say this I'm, every time. I'll take it out. I, I swear to God, I'll take it out. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Hello? Anybody there? Okay, you are. I mean, I'm just used to saying that because my dad left. So are you there? Dad, where'd you go? This is, whoa, dad, you, you should have tried harder. A lot comes out in this episode. Uh, I, once again, am redoing the intro because I was so sick when I recorded the original intro and I was disgusted listening to myself. But what you need to know that was happening at this moment in time is I'm very sick and my dad, I think, loved it. Not because he got to be a father, but because he didn't have to do much at this point. Because I, I didn't have the energy to do activities and I was just trying to you know, get through it and keep the podcast going because he was going to leave in a couple of days. And I, I'm on the couch. Anyway, so he was like, Let's, it's fine. Let's just do it and we'll just talk. And boy, do we talk. And in the morning, that's, that's starting to become a problem. The, the morning chats are making me become my dad because now I'm starting to chew in, into the mic. I'm, I, I just couldn't not eat breakfast. I didn't have the energy anyways. And I was like, I need to eat something. But I think my theory about the more time I spend with him, the more I become him is right because I, I I'm fucking doing it. And and I'm listening back, being like, what was I thinking? I was chewing porridge. Yeah, I'm Goldilocks. Into the mic. Last time I was slurring my words. This time, next time, next thing I know, I'm going to have hairs growing on my nose. That's for a different episode. So we'll just get into it. There's one part where my dad uh, became a little demanding and said, don't mention certain names. So I had to edit some stuff out there. If you hear a little, that's what happened. If you aren't already following us on Instagram, please do. Whoa, dad podcast. I'm going to be putting up a lot more videos and pictures, but the most stuff you can find is going to be on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nikki bond, where because this was such a deep episode, I've posted another reading of my emails to my dad. This one took place in 2010, no, 2011 when my friend's dad died. And I was like, holy shit, I don't know you step up to the plate. And that's on Patreon. I'll give you a little sample later on. And also that's it. Why am I saying also let's get into it. Here we go. Okay. How are you, Dad? How are you, Dad? I'm okay. I feel a little weird today. What do you feel like? Um, more <laughs> internal. Uh-huh. Not as outgoing. Yeah, you were internal yesterday, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I've been waking up feeling internal. Yeah. Yeah. And does it make you not want to do this podcast right now because you feel internal? Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. I'll, that's, work, I'll work through it. That's a good That's a good fatherly thing. Yeah, I'm trying to work through it. That's good. That's not selfish. But, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, you were very internal yesterday. I you, know. I, yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, I go through, it's a wave. Sometimes I'm <clears throat> open, sometimes I'm internal. Depending on what I'm reading or what I'm trying to accomplish, you know. Yeah. I guess you're a bit scary. Well, you're not scary, but you're a bit like, it's like I don't want to bother you when you're internal like that. I know, but you know something? What? My Yeah, it's not true. Like, I might appear to be a certain way. Yeah. But what I'm, in, what I'm at, where I'm at, I, I'm not like that at all. I mean, you could bother me about anything. But just because I'm internal doesn't mean you can, bo- you can still bother me about something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this morning you said five times probably, okay, I'm going to go check on my laundry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go check on my laundry and Oh, oh, I'm going to go check on my laundry. And I was like, Oh, are you trying to get me to check on your laundry? Uh, Were you? No. Were you trying to get Matt to check on your laundry? No. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. I hate folding clothes. Oh, I hate folding clothes. Matt does it for me. Matt's not going to do it for you, though. Well, I know that. I hate folding clothes. I wouldn't ask him, I but I was hoping. Laundry. I was hoping either one of you would. would have offered. No fucking. Why the fuck would I offer to fold your clothes? Have you ever had to fold my clothes? Yes. Bullshit. When. Nicole, I changed your diapers. That's not a clothes. That's diapers. But yeah, why? Just I'm. I'm actually curious. In your mind, what makes you think that? Like, do you think that like a daughter should fold her dad's clothes, or or you're just a bit lazy? No, no. What was the question? You said I was hoping one of you would offer to fold my clothes. Yes, that was an, an uh, yeah. That's a fine. Be honest. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Yeah, but why? Wh- um, in your mind, <laughs> this is so insane. Why? What goes through your mind that you are like, you know what? You know what's gonna happen in real life is Matt or Nicole are gonna offer to fold my clothes, and they maybe should. No, 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 no. I, I didn't have any expectation. Uh-huh. Because you, you've got a serious charge about doing anything for me. Yeah, Whether huge. it's making coffee or... Yeah. So I know that going Because you kind of play like uh, helpless. Helpless, I don't know how to do that. Folding clothes? I know how to do it. It just takes me forever. Uh-huh. Because it's never perfect, right? Uh, that's the problem. But was... Well, I know that you'll never offer to make me coffee or fold my clothes. You just won't do that. There's a charge on that with you. Yeah, I used to. I used to be very, hey, dad, what do you want? Hey, dad, what do you want? And then I was like, no, you you got to ask me what I want too. And then I realized like, oh, you 
you don't. You're just like, oh, I'll sit here and read my phone while you make me coffee. And I was like, no, I'm done. And that's where I dropped the mic. What? I was, I was like, I'm not, I'm done. You zoned out. You stopped listening. When? Right now. No, I haven't. I just. When, when, when was, when did when this you happen? first used to, like when we would first hang out, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, what do you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? Like I'll, I'll be a host. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm done being a host. I'm not, I'm not a host anymore. Was that one of the trips out here? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because I noticed that you just, you can, you can make the things yourself. You're a adult. You're an adult more than I am. So why do I have to like wait on you hand and foot when you know how to do all this shit yourself? Say that again. Repeat that again. Why do I have to wait on you hand and foot when you know how to do all that shit yourself? Making a coffee isn't that big of a deal. No, 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 no. It's, it's no big deal. Yeah. And it's, it's, you don't have to do anything. No, I know, I know. But that's where I got my charge from, where I was like, what happened was I was trying to be nice and like, or not trying to be, I'm just naturally, like I, I naturally, like food is my thing or like making mm-hmm. stuff for people when they come over. And then I realized that I was just doing that the whole time. With other people too or with me? With you, but you know what else made me realize? It was my old roommate because she would be very like, I don't know, oh, how do you do this? And Are you transferring that to me? No, I transferred yours to her when I realized, oh, like, yeah. Well, I transferred them both back and forth. And I was like, you're all capable of doing these things and I need to be selfish now and I need to look out for myself and I need to let you make your own. So I facilitated... Your realization, I facilitated your growth, yeah. your insight into what you do. Yes. That, that's a fatherly thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a teaching moment. But you, <laughs> okay, sure, it's a teaching moment, but you didn't mean to teach me that. No. No. But uh-huh. the result is, you know, the same. Okay. I didn't, I, 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 I never expect, like all the times you did, when did you make me coffee? If you ever did make me coffee, it, it was nice, but I don't expect it from you. I there, know. There's, there, there's certain things I just don't expect. Yeah. I Whether that. it's me, you know, leaving you a message or texting you. All right. That, all that stuff is like, I've learned to not take it personally. Well, I put my foot down and I was like, okay. I am not, okay, you, like, if you made me coffee one time or if you made me something one time, then maybe I'd be more inclined to be like, oh, he's give, he does it too. Now we just do things for each other. But if when I it was one-sided, to, pardon me? when it's one-sided and then it's me doing all the stuff, and then I just was like, oh, you got a fucking good. You got a good, I know you give back, but like when I'll call, when, when it was more so when I realized how much Leslie gives for me visiting her mm-hmm. and she gives so much and she does so much for me that I'm like, no, no, I can make this. Thank you though. Right. That I'm like, fucking Bobby's living. I want to be Bobby when I grow up. Ah. And then you come here and you're used to being catered to. And I'm like, guess what, dad? I'm going to teach you. No, I'm not going to do you those get are a off lot, your fucking ass. Those are a lot of assumptions. They are a lot you of need, assumptions. You need to look at that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you that. 
because you don't know the dynamic I have. Totally, but oh, but the oh, dynamic that we me. have. We need to turn this off. I got to tell you something. Okay. Yeah. What What do you have to tell me? What do you, What are you gonna? Okay. I bet you're dying to know what he told me, what he's telling me right now. You can sign up to my Patreon. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> he just says he doesn't want me to name certain names. Here's the thing, though. Your logic, just giving you a side of where I come from in my head, mm-hmm. my side is like this. I'm like, okay, your girlfriend does a lot for you, mm-hmm. and I saw that, and your girlfriend once drove to Florida because you were sick, and she drove to Florida to make you chicken noodle soup and then drove all the way back. And How long of a drive is that? Oh, that's not true. It's true. 100% it's true. I can't believe you don't remember that. She wouldn't. No, she, she didn't did. do that. She did. She didn't. I can't believe you don't remember that. She stayed for like a week when she did that. No, no, no. She drove. It was a big deal. What, I was like, what, wow. When when you were was visiting? No. No, I wasn't visiting. I'm more offended that you don't remember because that was like a crazy thing, she, crazy nice thing she did. But I think it's important you remember that. Anyways. So uh, uh, wait, listen. First of all, whether she, she, I remember it or not, I appreciate everything she does. Of course. And, and I work I work really hard not to take it for granted. That's the key. That's the key in relationships is don't take things for granted. Okay. But but th- there are things it, let me tell you something. No, I, I have something to say about that. I know what you're gonna say. There's okay. things that I do that we don't know. And for me, on my side, I'm like, Well, I will say that I am Like, well, there's not thing. I think that in our relationship, I do more for you than what you do for me. So in my side, I'm like, okay, you can have that dynamic with your girlfriend where you're like, oh, she does. I do a lot for her too. So it's mutual. And I'm like, cool. Oh, what about me? And so then that's where I step back and I'm like, well, if your girlfriend gets that great side, where's my side? And so then I'm like, until you, until, this is just my logic. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying I'm right. I just am giving you an insight into my head. Right. And I'm like, on my side, if I'm not going to do, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything for you until I feel like you have done equal amounts for me. Mm -hmm. And that's where my logic is. And I'm not saying I'm right because my, I probably, it's like not a healthy way to think, but it's kind of like, until I see like, and then we get there, if you'll do stuff, and then I'll be like, okay, now I'll make you a coffee. Like, it's like, I'm like racking up points. It's interesting. So when you, yeah. the more you say the dynamic with your girlfriend is back and forth, I'm like, great, cool. But like, that's great for you guys. But uh, what about me? That's where it's at. Okay, That's been a huge thing between like, Baba and your girlfriend and how much you've done for them. And then me, I'm like, I mean, and listen, my life wasn't bad. I, my mom supported me, my grandma, my stepdad, you know what I mean? So, but I guess the reason why I'm realizing out of this conversation is the reason why I don't want to make you coffee and I don't want to make you things. And because I feel like I've done that so much. And then all of a sudden I get resentful. And if you let me down, which people do, it's like a normal thing. Mm -hmm. It hits me more. The more I give, and then if I'm let down, mm. the more angry or resentful or hurt I get. Ah. So I'm protecting myself by being like, I'm not going to make you anything. I'm not going to do anything until you've earned it. 
Ah, I see. And this is interesting. And it's supposed to be funny, but we're, this is we're getting into some really cool stuff here. Yeah. Really It's not cool. all going to be funny. No. Okay. But here's the biggest m- misconception. Okay, okay. I also want to say one thing. Okay. I'm speaking of a place of myself, but I've also talked to other people who have distant dads, and I think that they feel the same thing. Right. I I know that they do. So I'm just voicing it. Right. Like we're like, uh, I have another example of like what my friend did where her dad was away and then he, and then she was like, so over him, like being, not being there that she like, you know who this is. And then she lied about mm. oh, <laughs> being terrible. pregnant That's awful. because yeah. it, it was, and then he wanted in her life and she was like, no, fuck you. Because like, you don't get to just all of a sudden <laughs> be a part of this fake baby's life when you weren't a part of my life. So I think that it's a huge thing that we feel that we're like, we were nurturing and we sympathize, but then we become like, what the fuck was I just doing? Right. It? Right. Okay. Now you can say what you want to say. I've lived by a philosophy with you from a very, from your adolescence to our phone calls where I would ask you questions and you would answer very short answers, stuff like that. Some, sometimes your mom would pick up and say, you don't want to come to the phone, stuff like that. So what I did was, and I do this with everybody, okay? I appear to not care. Yeah. Body language, facial, I'm a hard read. Uh-huh. Okay. People think I'm angry when I'm not really angry. It has to do with this because if I... With exp- explain what this is. I have, t- I have Neanderthal lumps above my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what's funny is, uh, it's Ancestry dot com. I know somebody whose blood work, whose ancestry came Talking back as me. Neanderthal. Let me pick this gum up before I get <laughs> shit later. Okay, I gotta bend down. On my knees wow. under the table because I care so much. <laughs> Jesus. What are you looking for? I need my... That's, that's what, I can't even look. Wait, you didn't find the gum? Oh, Matt will never see it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. So anyway, <laughs> the, the biggest misconception, and it's naturally... I mean, it's totally understandable that you would feel all these feelings about me. Yeah. Right? Um, my, my approach to everything with people in general is I let them, well, with you, and I just touched you. It's okay. You can touch me. Okay. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, sorry, was that uncomfortable? No, that was really comfortable. Really, was it? Yeah. You, You're jabbing your, me. Your hand on my face is like very comfortable. Comforting or comfortable? Not comforting. Is this oh. comforting? No, your fucking hands are freezing cold. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Okay, so okay. basically my philosophy, okay, I said, okay. I said, okay. When I call her, I've got it. I've got to talk, and yes. I get very little. Th- I get very little back. And I would be. How old was I then? Oh, up until 
in your teens, in yeah. high school, college, yeah. right? Yeah. And what I did was, now this sounds crazy. All okay. Right? Tell me what you did. I, I trusted God. I let go and let God. <laughs> that, that's what I do. That's what I did uh, with you. Uh-huh. And what that means is I'm not going to force her to come see me or I'm not going to guilt trip her into come and see me. I was really careful not to be manipulative with you. I was totally like, okay, I'll just keep calling. I'll, I'll, and the thing about sending you gifts was a huge thing for me because I know it wasn't a big deal for you, but I didn't. It I, was. I liked when you sent gifts. But but it was it was like I wanted to be consistent. Yeah. You know, my one of my biggest regrets uh-huh. in life. One of them was when I was married to your mom and you you came into the world. I didn't go to an AA meeting and get sober. I kept drinking. That's one of the biggest. And I can't rewind that. But so. The dynamic on the phone for me was like talking to a doorknob. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how's your how's your day? What'd you do? Fine. I just went to school. You know, it was just very short. And I would just not judge it. I was just that's where she's at. So what I did was I said, Okay, I'm I'm not gonna guilt trip her. I'm not gonna force her to do anything. I'm not gonna ask ask her to come. I'm just gonna let it go. And when you love something or somebody, you just let them be and let them, (laughs) what? What are you laughing about? I'm laughing, okay, I'm laughing at the fact that like you can do that with somebody you date. That's that's like a dating approach or when, when, yeah, you're in a relationship with someone. But the difference is, and I'm laughing because you didn't, and it's not just you, like other dads, distant dads do this, but it's like, I was... I was 10 and I don't know how to have a conversation with an adult and I don't No, I'm talking not 10 I'm talking even when I was a teen like I now it's it's on my side like the difference is is that you are and this is very important I think that like a lot because I know dads now whose kids are not living in the same country as them and they're Mm -hmm. struggling with it and this is actually what inspired me to start this idea Mm -hmm. this podcast is that you guys aren't getting into you're not putting yourself into a child's mind you're putting yourself into you talking to another human children and teens teens are the worst because we don't even want to talk to our parents that are i know that but your job is to figure out a way to have the conversation you don't just let and this isn't me like shaming you. This is me giving advice to mm-hmm. people out there. Just letting it go to God or no, 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 no just, just yeah. get, hear go, go. me out. Just yeah. letting me like, I get what you're like. I know where you're coming from because I'm like, Oh, what you're saying is literally what I would do with guys. I liked or like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I like you. I'm putting in the effort. You're not, you know what? I'll give you your space. And if you come back, you come back and let's see what happens. But you don't do that with a child because that's not how children think. That's not how teens think. That's not how adolescents thinks. They're on the other side. We're, we're on the other side. You're calling me and going, hi, how was your day? 
I really don't have an emotional connection to my day unless I got bullied, unless I got in a fight with my friend. Uh, that's already a, an uncomfortable thing to bring up with somebody I do know because it's embarrassing. Uh, it's something that like, I don't know how to expand on. And then you say, I say I went to school and how was school? It was fine. School sucks. You know, it was, it was okay. I did. So I don't know where to go from there. And I felt like I had to hold the conversation and I didn't want to talk on the phone because it was exhausting because I was like, I'm just going to say the same thing over and over. Right. And I knew that too. I knew, I knew when I called you, I knew what what was going to happen. Yeah. But there was one, one moment, one phone call that kind of started the crack in the door. Okay. Now this is, my thing i mean everything was first of all let go and let god was like i'm just going to leave it to you and trust that i'm doing the right thing okay so you're going to interrupt me i, I got to okay. explain this okay. whole thing I, I lost my train of thought um let go and let god no, no, and no, the no, one no. crack uh, in the door oh the crack in the door was when you called me and your friend I uh, was a bass player who knew Jocko. Right. That was the first time. Yes. I went, that was so great because she had a glimpse of another side of me. And yes. After that phone call, I was so excited and so happy. And I go, that's a start. That's a beginning. That's what was going on in my yeah. head. Even I told my girlfriend about it. I was so happy because it was the the start. It was a the crack in the door, the smallest crack. And from that point on, it incrementally became better and better over a few years until you visited me in 2010 for the first time. And I was so nervous. You have no idea how nervous I was. I was freaking out, literally freaking out. Was that in Washington or Florida? Uh, Florida? I wasn't as nervous because you had a friend coming. Right. Yeah. So I was able to do things. But I was nervous then, too. I was freaking out then, too. Like, what if this? What if she, you know, all kinds of stuff was going through my head. But when you came to Florida, um, my girlfriend and I went out and bought furniture so it looked nicer for you. I mean, I was freaking out, nervous. And the whole time, I was trying to have you a good time. And even today, I go, that first time in 2010, I should have taken you to Miami Beach, South Beach, on you know Lejeune Boulevard. But I didn't know what to do. I was like... I was like inexperienced. It was just, just nervous. I wanted I wanted you to, to accept me, right? Yeah. So it was stressful, very stressful. So what would have made me accept you is if I knew you. And this and you can't go back and change anything, but I'm just telling yeah. you and and the listeners like if you had have called me when I was a kid adolescent I'll say all those years um said how was your day at school and I said fine 
and then said something about your history of what you thought of school or your opinion of what you thought of school or a memory that you had at school to try and connect. The, the key that you were missing is that you left it to wait till I was ready to come around. But what I needed was a hand reached out to say like, hey, do you connect to this? And yeah. maybe I would shut it down and maybe I wouldn't, but there would eventually be something I connected to. Right. If you had have shared something about yourself right. or thought, hey, she's in grade five. What do I remember about grade five? What do I remember about elementary school that I hated? Or what do I remember that I loved? I will reach out and I will say that mm -hmm. and maybe she'll connect to it. So that is like my biggest thing that could have been done instead. And this isn't shame. I'm just saying instead you chose to like, wait, and no, then the, uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, can I just finish? Yeah, go Cause ahead. this is also just advice. This yeah, is like, yeah. this isn't like a, okay. we don't need to have a debate. No, okay. there's no debate. Yeah. And then, and then with, with my friend knowing who Jocko was, you, that was your life. That's who you are. And we did end up connecting. We, we be, started to become yes. more familiar with each other only because of music, because I would come, we'd write a song. That's how we communicated. That's how we got to like sp spend our time. We both took interest in it. And I learned my point is talk about what you know because your kid doesn't know what you went through and your life and and who you are. So if you had have told me, hey, uh, uh, I, this is what, if I'm going, my day's fine. You, I'm not going to ask you how your day is. I don't know how to interact like that. You know what I mean? I don't think, I'm a selfish adolescent. I don't think to like ask people about how they are. And if you're like, oh, if you give me a memory of your past or, oh, I'm going to go play this gig or this is something that I did in my past, then all of a sudden I can click, I can choose to accept it or I can learn a little bit more about you. Okay. And that is the missing part is don't, don't wait for the kid to come around because the kid could, we got lucky, the kid could really never come around, you know, just like my friend whose kids, he's like, I don't know what to talk to them about. They say they're watching YouTube and I go, okay. And then we get off the phone and I was like, ask them what they're watching on YouTube. Go and then watch the YouTube that they're watching so that when you call them, you can go, hey, when this guy did this, it was funny. And there's some sort of connection and there's a dialogue to come out. That's the, that's the like key thing mm -hmm. is to like, you kind of got to get into a kid's brain or an adolescent's brain and be like, what are they thinking about how was I when, cause I'm, you can still remember what you were like, like what you, your, your thought process, you know, you're still like a kid. And if you can kind of think of what those times were like, like a kid. yeah, you a hundred percent are like a kid. If you can like think about that, then you can try and relate a little bit more. It's the parent's well, job to learn how to relate to the kid because well, the kid doesn't know how to relate to a parent yet. Uh, yes. Very good point. Here's the deal though. What's the deal? The X factor. It's What's all it? good on paper. But you have tones in, in conversations. You have so many dynamics in, in a conversation. And I knew there was an underlying resentment and anger toward me because I felt it over the phone. Whoa! <laughs> wow. All right. Can I, can I clean that for you? <laughs> I just broke a glass. 
<laughs> I break oh my things God. a lot. Let me get a let me get a paper towel. No, you're supposed you. to go. Don't put shoes on. Don't don't do it. We'll just leave it. We'll we'll deal with it later. Okay. Oh, just looking at that water falling off the table. I have to go to take a leak. <laughs> Seriously. He's gone to take a tinkle. We'll be back. Okay, go on. So you were. So I just Wait, said. I want to say something first. Yeah, go for it. Let me. Let me. Are you che- saying something, or are you just chewing into the microphone? I want to say something. Okay. Are you getting? <laughs> hmm. What do you want? Oh, he's still not saying it. He's just. And I'm still chewing. Yeah, you are. Oh, the lighting's it's really. Look how dark wow. it is. Too dark. Very chewy protein bar. So anyway. Uh huh. Are we recording? We're recording. We were recording that whole time you were just chewing into the mic. Okay. Well, do you want to stop and start so you have a point of demarcation? Yeah. Okay. So basically, this is really great. And I'll tell you why it's really great. The motivation for this this podcast... We have a motivation to talk about certain things, right? Yeah. I'm learning your perspective and your selective memory, and I have my things that I'm learning about you and your perspective. Yeah. And my perspective. And this would have never happened. We're, we're digging in the weeds right now. Which is really important, but the reward is great. It's a better understanding. It's a yeah. be- it's a better um, communication. Uh, it's a better you know. Next time, you'll know that sometimes I'm introverted. Sometimes I'm internal. Sometimes you know you know what I mean. And the podcast is enabling us to actually really get to know each other. Fathers and daughters would would never be able to sit down and do this without having a purpose to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am very, very grateful for that. That's good. Genuinely grateful. Good. Because it just means a a better relationship. You know what I mean? A more understanding relationship. Yeah. You understand? Now that the floodgates have opened, it's like I can say, oh, don't do that, do this. Or like, I don't like that you did this. Or you can say, you're feeling you're just saying that because you feel this way about me, you know. I I'm not sure what you're trying it to say. Get it. It's just more honest and more communicative. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and and the underlying resentment that you have, mm-hmm. I can do my best. All I can do is my best, right? Um, right, and be conscious of it, you know. And whether you ever lose that resentment, I'm powerless over that. All I can do is the best I can. But it's such a great opportunity to this whole podcast thing. is a great opportunity for us to have a better relationship, a better understanding of our personalities and our yeah. traits. You understand? Yeah, I do understand. Um, well, there's some topics that I don't feel like they're easy to talk about because I feel like I feel like your take on 
certain things is is from your own experience and my take on it is from my own and there's going there we're never going to come to a agreement and maybe that kind of scares me or doesn't scare me but makes me like tread lightly on certain topics um the key you know what the key is acceptance that's the key for me i have to accept you are where you're at you know, I'm powerless to do, you know, there, there's a prayer, you know, this, it's called the serenity prayer. Have you ever heard about it? No. It's deep. And if you say it enough times, it works, actually. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. You cannot change how you feel or the perceptions of what happened in the past the courage to change things I can. The courage was to fly here and to and to face it and to face some hard stuff. But I care enough to do that. You know, I really care about you. I, I, I and you, and you don't might not believe that. No, I believe it. And and the courage to change the things I can. Right. So I believe that you. That's the thing is that now I believe that you care. Um, but I now realize that you don't know how to, I believe you care, but I think that you don't know how to like fully, uh, show you care and that's okay. And so that's why I'm like, the other thing you need to know is that my traits as a human being, my personality traits, people have called me the enigma man. You know what that means? Huh? Calls you the enigma man. Meaning they just don't know where I'm coming from because I'm just such a hard read, right? And unfortunately, you have a dad like that. Right. And I'm trying, I try, always trying to grow, always trying to get, become better as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So yeah, part of your, are we still taping? Yeah. Part of your resentment is the fact that you read me as not caring when I do care. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Case in point. Are we still taping? Case in point. And I'll be totally honest. This is going to be brutally honest. I've been worried about your drinking for a long time, right? I would never address your drinking saying watch your drinking you know it's in your family and it's very sneaky and it could sneak up on you and i could give you all the things that you would think a normal person would do right but i didn't and i wouldn't right and to you it might say well why wouldn't you you don't care but the thing is I have found that experience is the best teacher. So no matter how much I told you about drinking and how it can sneak up on you and all of a sudden you're addicted to it, but I let it go without judgment. Every time you drank or when I saw you hung over or that picture from last week, you holding it in the elevator, you looked like hung over. Yeah. I saw you go, wow, she parted her ass off. But there was no judgment. 
Yeah. And here's the other fucked up thing that I think about. Everybody's on their own path, right? This is, I truly believe this. And at some point, I don't think you're an alcoholic. Yeah. But you could be headed that way. Right. And um, an alcoholic, the definition isn't always like you drink every day. You could drink a lot of alcoholics just get wasted on weekends or go out and party and black out. Black, blacking out is a major, major deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your brain is actually so intoxicated you can't remember the night before. So my position, and I didn't even know I was going to bring this up, and I just debated whether to bring it up, but we're going honest, so I'm telling you. My approach was I can't say anything to her because it's not going to do, do any good. It's just going to, it's just going to cause resentment and defensiveness. So I'll just let her go and see how it goes. And if she talks about it with me, I'll give her the the deal on on the drinking thing. But I, I can't talk to her about it. She'll just get pissed off because she's already pissed off at me already. Underlying pissed off. So I. That's my position. Now, today, when I said I wanted to go to an AA meeting, yeah. I've already looked up some meetings. And <clears throat> I wanted you to go because you said to me, sometimes you wonder if you're an alcoholic or not. Well, okay. So here's here's the problem. Are you going to cut this out? No. Why would I cut this out? I don't know. Um, I... My reason why I said that is because I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm so paranoid of being an alcoholic because of my history. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's where I'm like, Matt makes fun of me because he's always like, because I'll be like, "Ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have another drink or like not tonight. And he'll say like, Nicole always thinks that she's an alcoholic. Right. Even though I'm not. So I'm a hypochondriac, right? So including the thinking I have cancer or thinking that I have something like some poison in my stomach. Like I also think, Oh, I could be an alcoholic too. Maybe I shouldn't drink. So when I say I'm an alcoholic, I say maybe I'm an alcoholic or I worry about becoming one. You have to like, this is the difference between us not knowing each other that closely Mm -hmm. is that these are things that I say, but they're not necessarily true to fact. I'm, uh, technically, I'm a boy who dry, cried wolf with health things, right? Right. So when I'm saying that to you and you're like, oh, that's a concern of hers. Maybe she is. And I worry because she gets hung over. <clears throat> I don't even, I, when I drink, I get drunk and don't black out. And I don't, yeah. Like by definition, I don't think I really am. But I also like make an effort to not drink when I don't need to or when I, I'm not doing something because I'm like, I don't want to become dependent. Like, no, normal drinkers yeah. don't even think about that shit, right? So the reason I had a I had a message in my dream when I woke up, and it was like, no way, I'm not going to take her to a meeting. But during the course of the morning, I was conflicted about asking you about it. But then I said, you know what? She'll go to an AA meeting and probably hate it and boring, and it's a you know, whining session, 
Then I started looking for speaker meetings, which are usually good if the speaker's good. But I wanted you to understand what it was all about so you know where you see a group of alcoholics and how they behave and what they say. Then you have a reference point of realizing, no, I'm not like that. Right. You understand? Yeah. I wanted you to, instead of wondering, I wanted you to go there, see it, and go, no way, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. Got you. You know? Yeah. Also, it might give you some insight as to my behavior. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, most alcoholics feel like they don't fit in. You know, I'm not an outgoing person at a party unless I was drinking. Yeah. So, um, I'm very introverted. I shy pretty much. Yeah. And so that was my thought on that. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you had have been like in my rebellious state, if you had have been like, oh, I think you're an alcoholic, I'd be like, well, I'll listen to you. But I am also like, you don't, you're not around me all the time and not in the way of you haven't been around, but like you genuinely aren't around me all the time. So it's kind of hard to like, judge and say whether or not I am. Does that make sense? Yes. Like growing up, all my friends, we drank, we drank since the age of like 12 or 13. Right. You know, but the, the lifestyle that I grew up in, I'm around drinkers. So for example, I go to Mexico city, I'm around all my friends. Canadians drink a lot. I, I find, know. yeah, we drink a lot. And so, so do, so do all countries that are in a, in a cold climate. Yeah. And yeah, really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Russians, the Finns, Norwegians, everybody in a very cold climate yeah. where they have short summers and long winters drink a lot. Right. They have to. Yeah. So see, this is the, okay, so see what you just did about the alcoholism mm -hmm. in your experience and the last story of like when you got the other episode where you were telling me about how you got drunk and your regrets, that is a point of, that is a point of conversation that obviously like dads aren't going to have with their kids that are adolescent. <laughs> but I think that you bringing up your stories that makes me go, Oh, now I have something to talk about. Now this is my story. And that's the same sort of thing that could be applied to your distant child uh, who's in grade seven, you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of histories of what you went through, mm -hmm. you can bring them up in the conversation mm -hmm. to see if they bite. Like it's, it's trying to reach, it's trying to crack the kid and trying to reach them at some point. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you just gotta, okay. So what you just did this morning was you were like, okay, you know what? She's worried she's an alcoholic. Then you thought like me and you were like, okay, if she is, then she's worried that she is. And then you kind of went into my brain and you went into the stories that I to told and you figured out like <clears throat> how to open a dialogue about it. Mm -hmm. People who are distant from their kids that are in high school or elementary school, you put yourself back to your days of when you were an alcoholic and figured out how to bring it up with me or how, or what your concern is or this and that. You can do the same thing to your kid when they're in grade seven and go back and think, what were, what was it like for me? <clears throat> How would I open a dialogue in terms of what it was like in grade seven and what you went through and what they might be going through? Does that make sense? It does make sense. 
it would be very hard to do. But I didn't I didn't start noticing the drinking thing until you you were bringing it up a lot. You know, you've brought it up a lot. Yeah. And I knew that you didn't have a problem yet. Yeah. You could eventually, who knows. I, I you know, I I've, I've been in <laughs> I, I was in a meeting a few weeks ago where a doctor was 57, very successful, and he just came in the rooms, you know. So but and he said, "Man, I wish I'd done this so much sooner. My life would have been so much better. I wouldn't have lost everything." my practice at, but, right so this is the thing but, i'm but, not uh, no 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 let me finish okay so the only reason the meeting thing came up uh-huh. was when you said i sometimes wonder if i'm an alcoholic when i heard that i said oh she needs to know more about what alcoholism is so she doesn't have to worry about it right that's what my thought was that's yeah Okay. And that was trying to help you. Yeah. Like a fatherly thing. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I wouldn't do that with anybody else. Uh, Boy, do I have to go to the bathroom again? I drank a lot of water. Okay. You know what? What? You got to go? Well, you'll go to the bathroom and keep, we'll. Uh, keep going? Uh, I'm going to take a break. Take a break. Okay. Do you have anything you want to say at the end of this? I hate Trump. Okay, that's not. <laughs> I love you from your head to your toe and all your hairs <laughs> all over your body. And <laughs> let's hug. I need to hug. Four taps is four. One, two, three. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> wow. I needed that. I'm regretting doing this podcast. <laughs> no, man, it's really great. I'm having the real actually. Yeah. It's real. It's really hard to tap into emotion and reasoning, and you know. It, Sometimes it, there may not be reasoning. I know, but just when, when you bring up stuff, I really have to go. Why? Why did that happen? Or you know, like really delving into knowing. This is helping me knowing me. It's helping me knowing this is such a great exercise we should write a book with with an instructional workbook yeah that's for children I'm... for ad- children adult children's children's children child adult people that are father and daughter <laughs> and we could make a million bucks a million bucks more than a million but i'll get to keep the money because yeah. you didn't have to pay child support Okay. <laughs> that was agreed upon. Gave a house away instead. <laughs> lived, <laughs> lived in a basement. Well, that was the Enigma Man. The name, the Enigma Man, has just really stuck with me. But I'm the Enigma Man, so everything is okay. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. Am I an alcoholic? I don't know, guys. I I don't think so. But when someone says that kind of stuff to you, you're like, fuck, am I? However, it's hard coming from my dad because it's not like he's been around my whole life to even know the difference between 
what I'm like, what I was like before and what I'm like now, I think I drink a lot less than I did. But you know, what's really interesting is talking about my resentments with him because I've honestly said this before a little bit and I said it in one of the emails that I sent him that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, which I will put the whole thing on Patreon. But before I recap this episode, I just want to point this out now that it's on my mind. So I read this email and I was like, oh my God, I actually have said this before. And how many more times am I going to have to remind him? This is when therapists say, well, you just have to accept your parents for who they are and then you have to work on yourself. I'm like, cool, can they pay for me to work on myself so I can deal with their shit? I don't know. I'm not I'm not uh, mad at my dad about it, but I'm just bringing up the point that like I'm trying here and I feel like we had a breakthrough. However, reading back to this email, we've been here before. So I expect a relapse. I expect a Bobby relapse. This is what I said. I feel like this is this is also like the middle of the email. Well, just a, it's like a paragraph in. I'm hurt because I feel like you don't really care or make an effort to see me if I don't suggest it myself. And I know that you are used to living your life independently, but I just feel so stupid for wanting to come and visit or you visit me and that thought not even popping into your head. And this time it just hit me hard because A, we had mentioned it when I left Vancouver. So I had been in Vancouver and then he was like, I'll see you in a couple months. And B, I think that I'm still a little affected by you thinking about your girlfriend and when she was going to visit you in Vancouver before you even thought about me visiting you. Now, listen, guys, grammar here, not the best. This was an emotional email. So like I could have been crazier. Is there any punctuation? Not much. (laughs) I have one friend who had just lost her dad and now one of my best friends, dad only has six months to live and it just has given me a slap in the face that I need a stronger relationship between us. And not to be morbid or anything, but I don't want it to turn out that one day you're dying and I feel panicked to become close because we never took the time before. Because I I do procrastinate, so like I'm not going to let myself procrastinate in my relationship with my dad. So that's just a little snippet of a a very long email, and that will be on patreon.com slash Nikki Bond. I'm going to read it and put a video of me reading it. Maybe I'll cry. Who knows? You know what? I'll probably fucking cry, and I'll record it, and then you can really uh, bask in that. And then I'm going to also read his response, and then it goes on and on and on. It's a whole spiral effect, but it is the thing that I have where I just, you know, he said it. I... I was just letting you be and don't do that. Parents don't do that because we do not understand that you're just letting us be. We're like, why aren't you making an effort? And in this email, I'm saying, I'm always the one to make an effort. And this email, this was 10 years ago. Yeah. October 5th, 2010. And here we are. October 12th, 2020. Holy shit. Damn, that's all right. Damn, that's deep shit. I I didn't say it deep, but that's wild. Okay, I'm definitely going to do a recap of what I think of this on Patreon because this has just blown my mind. What? Legitimately almost two years later. Okay, so we also have Instagram. 
Wodad Podcast. And that's that's the Instagram handle. And now for my favorite Bobby bit. This is the moment that you missed. And what happened was I made him open up his notebook that I assigned him when we started the podcast to journal dad thoughts or things that he learned that he wants to remember. And he opened it up. This is what he had in it. Well... Here we are with nothing. <sighs> what do you want? Just take a breath. Just wanting to know if you're comfortable in silence with me. That's a very important dynamic. Okay. So let's just be silent for a minute and see if you're comfortable. I'm like comfortable but not comfortable because you're staring at me and breathing heavily into a microphone okay I'll hold my breath and I won't look at you Yeah, I was very comfortable. There you I, go. I could have fallen asleep. That's very good. Yeah, that is really good. So you're not self-conscious in front of me? Mm, no, I don't think so. Good. That's a good sign. I 